And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, 866-90-RED-EYE. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. All right. I don't want to talk about Ryan Seacrest. No, we will in a second. We will in a second, but okay. let's talk about that. The other celebrity controversy from yesterday. Mm. I'm reading Drudge Report. Roseanne, shock. Nobody died in the Holocaust. That's the truth. Okay. And you see headlines all over. Yeah. And she was on a comedian's podcast, right? Yeah, and she was being sarcastic. And it was basically, oh, yeah, um, Biden got 81 million votes in 2020. Oh, yeah. sure. And yeah. the Holocaust never happened. That's right. the truth. Exactly. It was, she, was making the, she was making the absurd point right. through sarcasm. Yeah. And if you were actually taking, not taking it out of context and put it in the context that it was in on Theo Vaughn's uh, podcast, then... You know exactly the point she was trying to make. Right. But the world loses their mind. You know, I think of the one time that happened to me, and it was only a a few listeners, and I was doing a midday show, and uh, I think the Oscars, Mm -hmm. it was the day after the Oscars, whatever, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when you do a, a show and, uh, you know, doing. I was right on right after the morning show, so they bring you on the last portion of the morning show mm-hmm. to talk about what you're going to be talking about on your show. Right. And so, you know, they were all into the Oscars. This Oscars, you know, how <laughs> many radio stations freak out. All everybody cares about is the Oscars. Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, and so I was even back then. I was sort of cynical, and the only movie I'd seen that year was Saving Private Ryan. So yeah, it's right. the morning show, and they're all, so Gary, what do you think should have been the best comedy? And I went, well, I don't know. I only saw Saving Private Ryan. Did Saving Private Ryan win? Sarcastically, right? Of course, mm-hmm. sarcastically. And a couple of listeners got upset. 
It's not a comedy. Yeah, it was complete and total sarcasm. Yeah, you were making yeah. a point through the sarcasm. Yeah, and and most and my you know I remember bringing I I brought it up on the air as soon as I went on the air I said oops, and then the call you know the phones rang and it said it was obviously sarcasm. Yeah. It's obviously you just <laughs> it's like it's complete sarcasm. He goes, it was more irritation that that the people on the morning show wanted you to talk about the Oscars, <laughs> which it yeah. which it probably was. Right. Come on, same in Private Ryan. Then it's you know it's mm-hmm. so. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's you know, but of course, um, Roseanne's been you know the center of attention uh, in terms of making remarks, whether it's on social media or podcast. Um, which basically got her kicked off her own show. Yeah. You know, so uh, she's going to be a lightning rod. That's just the way it's going to be. It's interesting because it came out, that came out just a day after I read the article from John Goodman saying he'd work with her again, and no, she's not a racist. Right. You know, they said Right. Hey, Goodman looks good, right? He's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, man. Yeah. A lot of A lot of weight. Not a young guy either. That's not hard. That's not easy to do. No, you know. But he he lost a ton of weight. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's tough for us old people to keep our you know weight. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he was. I forget how big he said he was at his heaviest. He was big, three fifty, maybe maybe more. I mean, he was he was very large. But here lately looks very good. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, uh, oh, so, and, and that's, yeah, that's, I'd seen that. I just thought it was interesting after Goodman said just the day before, I, I'd seen the story where he mm-hmm. said, yeah, and yeah, no, I you know, he one. said, it's, he said, I'd work with her again. And, you know, yeah, we might have had disagreements and things like that. He goes, but she's not a racist. Yeah. And no. Goodman, so and all of a sudden, boom, this thing comes out. And it's like, oh, man. And then you read it, you're like, well, obviously, in the context of being, doing a comedic podcast and being sarcastic uh comedians have said a lot yeah i wouldn't even say worse things because if you're using something as sarcasm in order to make an analogy of something else mm-hmm. whether that something else is true or not if you're making an analogy that you believe that something and so you're making that case you're being sarcastic right exactly so but the other thing is you called it Years ago. Yeah, I did. Years ago. I can't remember how long ago it was. I've got to. Yep. I, 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 yeah, I don't. But it was years ago. When I saw the announcement yesterday. Now, I. Oh, I did watch. Oh, probably, I don't know, six months ago when, when, when I was back seeing my dad and they had Jeopardy on. But I just I don't think mm. I've ever turned on Jeopardy in my life to mm. actually watch it. But mm. uh, but uh, when they announced Ryan Seacrest, I went, oh, my God, Eric, not only did you predict it decades ago, mm-hmm. but you actually predicted it where? On Twitter. Okay, so maybe it wasn't decades ago. No, it wasn't decades okay. ago. It was okay. Only, it was only a few years ago. Okay, a few years ago. Yeah. And you did it on who's? I was responding to Pat Sajak had, I just happened to be on Twitter that day, and he posted something. He, and I saw it come up live. I mean, just right as it happened. He said, hey, trying to win a bar bet. I'm still the host of Wheel of Fortune, right? 
And I said, no, Seacrest is. <laughs> and he came back and replied to me and said, dang it. Like, you know, he lost the bet. And that was that. It was a fun moment. But it was clear Seacrest was going to become eventually the host. I think it was clear to everyone. <laughs> it wasn't clear to me. You know, what's, what's funny is, is that when Sajak announced he wasn't, you know, that he was going to retire, you think, okay, which way did they go with it, right? Uh, do you go the way they did with, I think Family Feud's kind of in the tradition of what Family Feud has always been. Mm-hmm. Going back to Richard Dawson, you know? Uh, and so, uh, I think with, you know, the, with the price is right. How are you going to replace Bob Barker? You can't, right. Is it, is a kissing still going on on the family feud or did they stop? I don't think Harvey does that. No. Oh, here's a question. Uh, did they all wear masks during coronavirus? I don't know. I never watched any. I don't, to go I don't remember. I, off. I only see clips of the <laughs> yeah. show. I don't actually tune into the show. I see all the viral clips from okay. the show. All right. Yeah, and so, uh, but I think Steve Harvey is very funny. And it was right in the spirit of what they've always done. Yes. So then you think, all right, Bob Barker. Well, it's kind of hard to replace Bob Barker, right? So uh, you do Drew Carey. Drew Carey, by the way, has done very well. Yeah, he has. On, on uh, Price is Right. I've seen the clips of it. Yeah, yep. no, he, he's done very well. Yep. Uh, so then you think, all right. Who do you get for Pat Sajak? And really, the only answer is Seacrest. And the reason I say that is because you don't want to go in and reinvent the wheel, pun intended. You're not trying to reinvent it. You're just, you're going to, you know, you're going to have a consummate host on there that can do the job, that has a, a little bit of a personality. I think Sajak has a, you know, is, is more of a, a comedian and a jokester and, and has a little more fun. I don't know. Seacrest might decide to have fun for the first time ever. But <laughs> I'm not trying to trash Seacrest. He's, he's crushing it. And he's going to be the host of everything eventually. And this is just the next step. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. Bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting you know there's so many great ways to find great deals hey i have a great find in your bargain hunting journey book online at motel6.com use the code cp red eye to get 15 percent off your stay at motel 6 or studio 6 with almost 1500 locations across the country there's almost always a motel 6 or studio 6 nearby and truck parking is available at most locations enjoy a clean comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code cp red eye that's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. 
<laughs> you know, Regis is gone. Seacrest. See, I Say think, Jack is retiring. Seacrest. See, I, I think I Eric think, and Gary are leaving. Seacrest. <laughs> I think that somebody's going to take that seriously yeah. now. Right. <laughs> and we're not going to be here next week. They really did leave. We're not leaving. We're I was thinking. Leaving. I was thinking uh, Seinfeld. Because then, when they can't guess it, he could insult them. <laughs> oh man, what? I would pay anything to see that. Just one episode. Just one episode. Jerry, really? That's your answer. <laughs> That's your. Do you want to look at the board again? Can you? Do you need glasses? Um, that would, <laughs> you know what a vowel is. <laughs> Did you graduate from elementary school? Right. I mean, Can you like, spell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just, I would, I would pay anything to see that one, just one episode. But the demographics and, and the nature of that show, um, you know, the producers look at it and you don't mm-hmm. really want to change that. No, I mean, you don't. With, um, with Ken Jennings. Uh, and 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 Jeopardy, even though the contestant pool doesn't always live up, sometimes these days draws a blank completely. Where, by the way, we would like to advise Jeopardy: nothing on the three branches of government. Yeah, do yeah, not, don't don't do any. No, of that. don't even approach that. Nothing on yeah, the three branches go, of government. Yeah, yeah. And unless Mr. Ferguson uh, uh, is one of the well, contestants, you might go. You, you, you know who I'm talking about yeah, right? when yeah. I say Mr. Ferguson. You might go the <laughs> SNL version of a Jeopardy. You might go that route, Celebrity Jeopardy, where you just give them the answer. Essentially, <laughs> say a letter, any letter. You know which of these words <laughs> ends in Y, and then actually put the words up there. I mean, you you might you might want to go back to the the bunny slopes on Jeopardy. I'm I'm just saying, but I think with I think with Wheel of Fortune, um, you know, you want the charm and the charisma, and you know, um, that's you know that's kind of what Wheel is, really. I'm sorry, I can't get out of my mind. Norm McDonald chewing the gum as Mr. Ferguson, <laughs> yeah. Burt, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Everybody who's ever watched it knows I'm. I'm not going to say Mr. Ferguson's first name, uh-huh. uh, but, <laughs> but Burt Reynolds. But, and you, when he's just sitting there chewing yeah. the gum, yeah. I mean, he looked he looked so much like. Oh, he just had the mannerisms down. You know, Burt Reynolds. And, you know, yeah. I, I had seen that because I, I look for so much political stuff on YouTube and everything else comes up. And so Celebrity Jeopardy came up a couple of months ago and I was watching it and. Then I saw, I forgot where it is, that I get one of my TV services, uh, the one with him and Dom DeLuise, the one where he wants to die. The end. The end. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that laugh, Mm -hmm. you know, the goofiness of Burt Reynolds in that one where where he was laughing, you know, when he was trying to commit suicide Mm -hmm. and throwing down the pills and drinking and everything. But the whole thing is him trying to commit suicide, but with this incredible laugh and sense of humor, that to me always was the thing that brought out what people perceive as the crazy side of Burt Reynolds that mm-hmm. I think you saw with Norm MacDonald yeah. on Celebrity Jeopardy. Yeah. 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 It was one of them that did. Yeah. I, I right. thought it was the closest because, and I love that movie. 
I yeah, that was so that was a great, love great that movie. movie. Charming right up to the very, very end. Yes. <laughs> I want to live! <laughs> breaches the surface. There he is. Yeah, Dom DeLuise chasing him around the beach <laughs> with a knife at the end. I don't care if I give the ending away. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still funny. It's, yeah, yeah. It'd still be funny. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Of course, yeah. you know, we call a lot of things politically on the show, and we called uh, the whole Seacrest thing on Wheel of Fortune. Um, oh, you did. Yeah, well, You, you I get credit for that. I and, had nothing uh, to do with that. I... So I'm trying to find, um, I think my sister took a screenshot of it and said, did this happen? Because she was laughing at it. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a fun moment. And uh, But now it's a moment in history, and I'm sure it's somewhere in my in my thread, unless he d- deleted that tweet. But, uh, yeah. You know, I was thinking, was too, because I was just, when, when the whole Roseanne Barr thing from yesterday, mm-hmm. I was thinking, wait a minute. When she's, remember when she was at the San Diego Padres game and oh, sang yeah. the Star Spangled Banner mm-hmm. in a completely disrespectful way? Yeah, I grabbed her crotch and the whole thing. That was 1990. Yeah. 33 years ago. I That's wasn't insane. I wasn't even a talk show host for a year. I remember that. And that's when I just saw it now. I'm like, wait a minute. Hasn't she been always popping up my entire career? Mm-hmm. And I just looked it up. It was July 13th or July 14th or July. Th- I'm looking at YouTube from July 14th. So I was guessing it was a day before. But it was middle of July. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. When the, I'm looking at when it was posted. Okay. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's not, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's not correct. But, yeah, that and, – and so um, – but yeah, 1990. That'd be summer of 1990 then. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the exact day on it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. crazy. So Crazy. <sighs> she's been in the news that long. No, I mean, she's, she's been, that's, you know, she's been a lot, lightning rod for well over three decades. <laughs> yeah. 866-90-RED-EYE. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on roadside inspections. Roadside inspections all begin with the driver interview, during which the officer will gather basic information from the driver and prepare the driver for the inspection. The officer will also be evaluating the driver, determining if the driver can speak English, is under the influence of anything, has an illness, or is fatigued. The officer will ask the driver for required documents, including vehicle and driver credentials, the driver's log, and shipment paperwork. The officer may also conduct a vehicle inspection. Before beginning the inspection, the officer will take steps to make sure the inspection can be done safely. These include chalking the wheels, wearing personal protective equipment, and explaining what will be required of the driver. The driver needs to pay close attention to these instructions so that the vehicle inspection can be conducted in a manner that is safe for the inspection official. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller & Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome uh, all right, so I'm looking here at thehill.com, and I saw this headline. I went, hmm, Americans are hiding their credit card debt is the headline. 
I thought to myself, are they following some type of advice from Hunter? What are they talking about yeah. here? Americans are hiding their credit card debt. Mm-hmm. What do you mean hiding it? From whom? Mm. One-third of Americans with credit card debt say no one else knows how much they owe. They don't tell anybody. All right. Well, but hiding is it, it something? It's... Well, that's the question. I mean, since when do people go around right. bragging about their credit card debt? Yeah, it's like you trying to. I don't think you would. I don't. I don't think people go. Oh my gosh! You said, "Hey, that's nothing, buddy." I got one hundred and fifty k on cards. Well, since a third of the people, at the minimum, are single in this country, they wouldn't be telling anybody. They don't have a husband or wife that they share the credit card with, and so they would be telling them what it's about. Yeah, you know what, how much they have on it, right? Or keep her or him from seeing it, which and, in today's world is kind of hard to do. Yeah. Uh, so the typical American household, I'm not saying impossible. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not, what did you buy? I'm not admitting to a thing. (laughs) A typical American household now carries around $10,000 in credit card debt. A Fender Stratocaster to answer your question. Um, With interest rates topping 20%. how, How much? $10,000 in credit card debt. Hmm. Now, does that mean, now I will say this because I don't, you know, I don't use cash hardly at all anymore Mm -hmm. and I don't use my debit card. So a few years back, I put everything on my airline credit card because I want to get the miles. That's all because I fly a lot. Yeah, sure. So I want as many miles as I can get. Yeah. So when you buy everything with your credit card, you can look at it some months and go, whoa. But I pay it off. Are they saying the American household now carries around 10000 in credit card debt that's revolving every month and paying mm. off just a minimum payment? Yeah. Mm. I oh. don't know. Wow. Mm. So good, you know you want to listen again with our podcast, available on our app and at RedEyeRadioShow.com. And he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, so I said that one-third of Americans with credit card debt says no one else knows how much they owe. And I said, well, you know, one-third of Americans are single. But reading further in the article, uh Mm uh-oh, credit card debt carries growing stigma, polls suggest. Two in five Americans think credit card debt is embarrassing. According to a new uh, credit card uh, consumer credit card report from Nerd Wallace, uh, Nerd Wallet, excuse me, mm. the personal finance site, uh, an earlier survey found that one third of married Americans with credit card debt have not told their spouse what they owe. Mm. In the new report, two fifths of the respondents said it would be all right to have a credit card that a partner does not know about. Okay. So uh, as interest rates fell to historic lows in recent years, 
uh, homeowners refinance mortgages with interest rates of 3 or 4%, mm. a transaction that conferred bragging rights. In contrast, a consumer who takes on a new credit card in 2023 faces an average interest rate of 24%, according to LendingTree. Wow. There can be shame tied to that, said a representative from the credit card uh, credit card uh, company Nerd Wallet. Hmm. I don't know why I can't say it. Nerd Wallet. Yeah, Nerd Wallace is a guy who used to work at Fox News. Yes. <laughs> Rising credit card balances aren't just about impulse buys. Survey from U.S. News and World Report found consumers using credit cards for unexpected expenses, medical emergencies, and job loss. With the inflation, yeah, we, we knew that was going to be the case. More than two in five partnered Americans. Okay. Are you partnered? Well, the question is, are they married? Are you married or shacking up? Because if you're not married, then your credit card debt is not tied to the other person. Right. If you're married, it is. Right. So that is a a huge point to be made. What does partnered mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, domestic partner can also mean roommate. Uh, more more than two in five partnered Americans said they have withheld or lied about financial information to a significant other, the survey found. Well, there's only one solution to this problem. What's that? If the average credit card debt is $10,000, the government ought to forgive 5000 of it. No, 10000 10000 in in student loans and 10000 in credit card debt. Okay, 10000 Right. I mean, if that's the way we're going to go, uh, then then let's just do the full amount that you're doing for student loans. Just write it off. Just they'll just no, write it. Nobody off. suffers. You just write it off. They'll just write it off. You don't even know what write it off means. Just write it off. Yeah, but they do, and they're the ones that write it off. Uh, <laughs> just write it off. Just write it. Just write it off. I'm going to run. I'm going to run as a Democrat down in Austin. That's going to be my platform. I'm going to forgive credit card debt. Yeah, that'll get more support than hmm. student loan debt. Yeah, and I'll say we're. Oh gonna, yeah, I'm going to say we're going to forgive. Wow, <laughs> I'm trying to sell that one. We believe. We believe that people that didn't take out the unsecured credit card debt should pay for those who did. Yes. Then you blame the credit card. They gave me too much credit. Everybody just gets a $10,000 check. Whatever you do with it, you do with it. Everyone? Everyone. Just give 10000 to everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're going to be... Because they exist. Even, even, even children? Of course. Yes, yes for... Their gender affirming care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God! Well, we're doomed. We're so doomed. We're so doomed. Everybody gets ten grand. Everybody gets ten grand. Yep. I'll figure that out. How much that is for tomorrow's show? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we got to ban pickleball. Well, pickleball injuries now cause up to five hundred million dollars uh, because of injuries. Of course. It's the pickles. 
The <laughs> I tried the, to warn people a as, long time ago. As the pickleball craze continues to sweep the nation, um, health care costs from injuries could move up to $500 million. Wall Street analysts project the cost increase soon after United Healthcare Group, the largest provider of health care insurance in the U.S., announced a significant increase in hip and knee surgeries. Hmm. Yeah. Well, on the heels of United Health's June 14th announcement, numerous health insurance companies saw their stock prices slide. Wow. While we generally think of exercise as positively impacting health outcomes, uh, the can-do attitude of today's seniors can pose greater risk in other areas such as sports injuries leading to greater number of orthopedic procedures. Well, that's the thing is that I I go against the grain. I don't have a can-do attitude. I have a don't-want-to attitude. Uh, Pickleball hybrid of tennis, badminton, and ping pong, was declared the fastest-growing sport earlier this year by the Sports and Fitness Industry Association. Yeah. Participation doubled in 2022, has skyrocketed 158% over a three-year period. Yeah, I, uh, I don't have any interest. The uh, between 2010 and 2019, there were 29,000 pickleball injuries among players 60 and older. 29,000. But but here's the question: How many napping injuries were there in that same time period? Well, in that same group. Let me ask you this question though: If there's been this type of 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 increase, and you know, every it's funny because uh, everyone I played basketball with, everyone that I kept in contact with that I played basketball with mm-hmm. in my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Everyone has had knee or hip replacements. I'm the only mm-hmm. one that has not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it gets, gets stiff, but I, I work out like a fiend, my ankle. You've seen, you've seen my ankle and you've seen me when I get off the chair and limp down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause when, when I sit here for, especially if I sit here for a while, there's some, some days that you and I only get up maybe once in five hours. And yeah. and if sitting here for two hours, all of a sudden, one well, like, okay, I am old. Oh yeah, but uh, and for me, it's going to have to take a lot for somebody to take a knife and put it into my knee or my ankle. I just don't want to. I don't want to do it. It's like I'd rather put up with as long as I can put up with it and do the things that I want, and uh, you know, take the heavy opiates. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Just like Roseanne, that was I was kidding. Um, the. Uh, you know, I'm I I'll put up with it, but I just wonder if you look at it, if you have, if you have, because it's at the senior citizen centers, the basketball courts have all been turned into pickleball courts. The baskets are up. It's mm. it's tough to go to a senior citizen center that has a basketball court and actually get time to play basketball because they set it up for pickleball constantly. Well, you think about that if tens of if you have twenty nine thousand injuries. But a million more seniors have taken it up, and I'm or five hundred thousand. Does that make it so there's less chance of a heart attack? 
Does it make them healthier in other ways? So those would be the questions that I would have. Mm. What is the total cost to the insurance companies uh, because of the orthopedic injuries that they have? Yeah, I well, and I and, don't know. I don't have the answer. That's just would the they have had injuries with other types of activity? In other words, was it a transfer over because they're doing something else? Would this have been another type of injury? It's a pickleball injury because they're because pickleball is new. Is new, right? What were they doing before? And that did that same group have the same amounts, roughly the same amount of injuries, based on similar types? of uh, sports or activities? Because if the answer is yes, then nothing has changed. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I I, I look at other sports. For example, I will be uh, uh, trying to uh, continue for another year, uh, along with my cousin John, at the end of July in the annual family reunion lawn bowling contest uh, yeah, yeah. that we have, mm-hmm. that we won last year. That I believe somebody took a video of and I posted it. I posted it on social media. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll I'll be uh, <laughs> engaging in some water sports on the beach, uh, body boarding and whatever, depending on what the surf is. No, that's that's good. I mean, that's probably. I mean, it's not very active. It's just hanging out with my granddaughters. That's that's cool. You're yeah. You're moving around. You're I moving may around. do some fishing, but that's. Um, if I get a if I get a red on the line, that's a lot of work. Yeah, I'm going to say okay. You get your arms will get some. Uh, I did some of that earlier this year, and yeah. and that deep water fishing is fun. Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, pickleball I have no interest in. Do it. No, I I, I I couldn't do it with my ankles. Yeah, I just, I just can't do it. I, that'd be I'm impossible. But I am, by the way, contemplating um, knee surgery. Are you really? Yeah, I want my knees to bend the other direction. <laughs> so it's kind of an upgrade thing. I just want to look at people when I walk into a place. You know? <laughs> the look in people's eyes. Yeah. Just like, like the wait, that that's like the aliens walked in the uh, the movie with uh Charlie Sheen, the, yeah. uh, the remember how the aliens could their knees were like backwards? Yeah. Yep, that's what I want. <laughs> That's that was the that was the climate change one, right. remember? Mm-hmm. Where the aliens were making the world hotter so we'd all die yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right. Climate change. All right, I want to end with this one, just the headline, mm-hmm. and get your response to it. All right? Okay. okay here we go. Uh, Lynn Cheney on the problem with American politics. Mm-hmm. We are electing idiots. That's mm-hmm. a quote. Well, here's my response. <laughs> uh, not anymore in Wyoming. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I she should be encouraged <laughs> that it the change started in her own state. And, and the reason we state that is with the whole January 6th thing, she knew. Yeah. She knew that she was not following the protocol that Congress should have followed. My which problem is, with Liz Cheney isn't that she right. doesn't like Donald Trump. No. It's yeah. that she was throwing out all reason and process yep and join the democrats in what was a just a futile effort uh, that, that that wasn't even real the january 6th committee right so for her to say that sorry you're the first in line and the good news is the people of wyoming aren't electing idiots or at least at the midterm decided yeah. not to 
Yeah, because uh, in in a, I don't care what the when whether it's a court of law or a co- court of Congress, due process ought to be followed. Yep. You know, we remember this from the first impeachment when it was Gerald Nadler. Remember, Gerald Nadler told Schiff and Pelosi, I yep. believe, you right. can't do this. You can't do this. It's unconstitutional what we're doing. Right. You've got to allow the other side to have cross-examination and present the evidence. They said, nope, 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 nope. Nadler even said that. And then somebody like Liz Cheney, who claims she's a conservative Republican, just throws that all out the window, and she dares call anybody else an idiot. You're right. It's not about whether you support Trump or not. It's whether you support a fair process when any type of judgment is made either criminally or politically. Yep. And she did not. She threw out the process full stop. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. I just came upon this just at, at five seconds before we came on the air. Yeah. So I don't have uh, an opportunity to read the entire uh, article at all, but just the headline is enough. And if I find it interesting, we'll bring it up on tomorrow's show. You ready for this headline? All right. What do you got? Politicians are trying a new fundraising approach. Honesty. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not going to work. Sorry. For example, U.S. Senator Tim Scott, a Republican running for president, told supporters in an email on Monday that he's concerned about a week showing when the second quarter donations go public on July 15th. Well, that means every other candidate will know how much I raise and how many supporters I have. That could make or break my campaign. I'm starting to get nervous. And they go on talking about other, you know, the honesty that we're not fundraising well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I was, we talked about it earlier. It's going to be interesting to, to watch yeah, fundraising for the rest of the summer. This is Red Eye Radio. On Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 